Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm living in the land of the lost. I'm David. <laughs> Apparently. That's right. Today we are venturing into the hollow earth. What? Oh, are we looking for King Kong? What's going on? Yes. Uh, King Kong, maybe some uh, some sleet stacks. Oh um, man. Maybe, maybe the Mole Man. Or I don't think men. I've. I don't think I've mentioned recently how when I was a kid, my dad watched. Uh, I think it was the Island at the Top of the World, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "This is a movie that's going to have dinosaurs." And it did not have dinosaurs. Oh. I was it, disappointed. I'm trying to remember which one that one was. It's got Vikings, which I would probably oh. appreciate more now than I would have when I was like eight. I think they might have a plesiosaur, but, like, that's the only weird thing in it. Oh, I love plesiosaurs. I, I might have remembered a plesiosaur, though. I love plesiosaurs. Mm. I like sea dinos. Yeah. Well, as, uh, as, the, as the characters in this episode will correct you, those are not actually dinosaurs. Yes, I know. Also, my friends. As my friends will correct me. <laughs> they are not actually dinosaurs. So yes, this uh, today we're talking about What Rises Above, the 37th episode of Rescue Bots, and the exciting conclusion to uh, our previous episode, uh, What was it? What Lies oh, Below. Yeah. Yes. I keep wanting to say What Lies Beneath, which is definitely <laughs> that Harrison Ford ghost movie. Yes. Yeah. Close, but not quite. A movie I saw in theaters, and I can't remember why. Wow. Maybe it was on a date? <laughs> I, I thought know. you were going to say maybe it was on a dare. <laughs> no, I don't. I have no idea why uh, I would have seen it if it if it wasn't a date, really. So, but I mean, it's, a, it's a Zemeckis movie. It had a, had a, has a good pedigree. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's got Harrison Ford, but but like I don't I don't remember the context of seeing the movie, but I distinctly remember seeing it in a theater. I just don't remember with who. Maybe I went by myself. Why would I have gone by myself though? For that you were bored. Maybe. <laughs> So, uh, so this uh, this first aired May third, twenty fourteen, was written by Stephen L. Sears, who has got a resume and a half. Oh wow! He has written for all sorts of like cheesy syndicated action shows. Yes. Well, in fact, kind he was a uh, he was a he was the executive producer on Xena. Oh, okay. that's a good start. Wow. That's cool. uh, but he also wrote for uh, for Stingray. What? Oh, is the that puppet? one of those motorcycle ones? No, it's uh, he has a Corvette Stingray. <laughs> oh, a Stingray so did a my neighbor car. when I was in high school, but they didn't Not get a show. Either. Did he also travel around solving crimes? Uh, I mean, not that I'm aware of. Wait, was it? I wasn't don't know. A- we didn't know them that well. Wasn't there a marionette animation also called Stingray or something? Yes, there absolutely oh, was. Yes, uh, the A Team. Oh yes, mm-hmm. the best. Dun, dun, JJ dun, Starbuck. Dun, dun, dun. Oh wow! What? I'm not even familiar with that. What the hell is that? The series follows corn pound spouting Jerome Jeremiah JJ Starbuck, a billionaire Texan who wears ten gallon hats, cowboy boots, and fancy Western sh- shirts. Horn he drives pound? a limousine with steer horns on the hood and a horn that plays the eyes of Texas. So, I assume you mean corn pone. Yeah. Did I not? What did I say? Corn pound. I thought I said. Oh, corn yes, pound. corn pone. So, I wasn't so, sure if that was and an also intentional. Likes, just this was just not knowing your st- crazy southern terminology. Cats are making noise in the background. So it's a yeah, series where the, the main please. character was the villain in any other story. Yes, but he saw he he fights crime. <laughs> oh, sure. Is it uh, crime he also did got, by? <gasps> is it <laughs> Texas Land Baron? <laughs> the fuck is that? Shit? Is it them Duke boys? <laughs> is that the crime he's fighting? <laughs> kind of what it sounds uh, like. He also wrote for The Highwayman. Oh, I vaguely remember watching that, but I don't remember what was really. It, it, it starred the guy who played Flash Gordon in the Flash Gordon movie. Oh, okay. It was uh, apparently set, it, uh, described as a cross between Mad Max and Knight Rider. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
So is uh, is it like the far off junky future, but the car also talks? I, I don't know if the car talks, but it's like vaguely futuristic and vaguely. Apparently, he has a high tech multifunction truck. Aha! Uh-huh. Oh. <gasps> is it like that one season Matrix of Shield? <laughs> well, there's a truck, truck, but also Wait. apparently the truck can also like eject a helicopter. Oh my god! I watched that show. Oh, wow. <laughs> I forgot what it was called. I did also, not. I didn't realize it was a full show. I thought it was just like a TV movie that didn't get picked up. Well, I think it briefly got picked up. Okay. For like one season. Uh, Swamp Thing. The first one, <laughs> I'm guessing. Well, well, well the, uh, yes. Yeah, the one that starred the guy who played Swamp Thing in the Swamp Thing movies. Uh, yeah. Dick Durock. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got here? That, uh, that Sheena... Uh, Queen what? of the Jungle TV series where she'd like turn into animals. Oh, wow. What? This is some crazy forgotten that. stuff here, man. Yeah, half of this stuff is like shit I ain't heard of or shit I've completely forgotten. This is extremely like stuff we have, we would have gotten as like, so I worked at the used bookstore. We didn't just get stuff people sold us. We also got remaindered stuff. And occasionally we would get remaindered like DVD sets. And this has very strong remaindered DVD set vibes from yeah. remaindered DVD sets. I haven't even got the Hardcastle and McCormick yet. Wait, wait. Uh-huh. Did, wow. Did, did he have something to do with Manimal? Let me see. <laughs> Not, he, he, he was involved with the series Riptide, oh. which I think was a show where they had a superboat. Yeah, okay, that sounds wait, about there was right. a superboat show other than the one with Hulk Hogan? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. There's two of them. What the Listen, fuck? we love super vehicle shows. I know, yeah. but the superboat is way more limited than car, motorcycle, helicopter. You tell Aquaman that. You tell Aquaman that and then come back here with your head attached. Listen, I, I believe you're disrespecting Nightboat, the crime-solving boat. <laughs> Sounds like he'd be uh, friends with Speed Buggy. <laughs> I am not seeing that. I'm seeing he he's involved with a show called Raven. Raven. I like I like things called Raven. I've got to see what this is. Is it involving the wrestler Raven? It was. Is it that Highlander this, spinoff? This hour long action drama featured martial arts, adventure, humor, mystery, and secret societies. Okay. That's a lot of. It, Thing. It, it starred the guy who played Raiden in the Mortal Kombat TV show, wow. which I watched, and Lee Majors. <laughs> oh, wait. Is this... Oh, there, there's the Highlander The Raven series, and there's also a Raven TV the, series? Yes. Okay, wow. So this is, I guess he's... Trying to Google it, and you, the one you're looking for is the lesser-known Raven series. <laughs> This uh, apparently he's like a, a a U.S. special forces guy who also became a ninja, <laughs> and then he he's on a lifelong journey in search of his son uh, with the aid of his old military buddy, a drunken private investigator played by Lee Majors. I don't wow. believe any of this exists after like <laughs> Stingray. I think that's probably the last one you mentioned that I believe exists. Yeah, I mean, I the just, crazy thing is this guy also just randomly wrote a Rescue Bots episode. Yeah. yeah it's like he's had a long <laughs> career, and half of this stuff is just like, feels like syndication filler series. And like this Raven, like, even seeing the Wikipedia page, the image on there makes it me doubt even more that it ever existed. Because <laughs> it's like the most cheesy, like, early 90s, this is a fake thing. It's like it's when I worked at Starbucks a with a bunch of a guy with a katana. What the fuck? I worked at Starbucks oh. with a bunch of millennials, and I threatened to just keep making up shows from the '90s that I was clearly inventing, like Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad and Big Bad Beetleborgs. Well, now you got like six more to add to the list. And Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. Oh, Captain Simeon was so good. <laughs> I love that show. Anyway, we've gotten sidetracked talking about this guy's career. Yes. Which is amazing. It's amazing. So previously...
So uh, this this has a pretty clever framing device for the previously on Rescue Bots, where it's Cody narrating the previous episode's events in a message to Doc Green in the hopes that they will be rescued. But I, I did really like that. It was a very nice, uh, very feel, good recap. Very clever. I feel like we've done an episode with that before, but I don't remember if it was Transformers or not. I think it was... Uh, the second, or the second part of, uh, Beast Wars, uh, The Trigger, the one where there's the Tigatrons on the floating island. <gasps> oh, oh, yeah! Yes. And he's okay, sending so out he the message. That. That's, yeah. yes. That's way earlier than I uh, was. Via hijacked Cyber Bee. Yes! Yeah. I love the Cyber Bee. Cyber Bee is the best. So yeah, they are too deep in the Hollow Earth. And there are, there are three distinct groups of, uh, of people that they that are separated. So we've got uh, the chief, his uh, his brother, who of course is Mark Hamill, Cody, and Chase, who are in one section. You've got Optimus Prime and Heatwave, who are in a second section, and you've got everybody else in a third section. I kind of feel like Mark Hamill is probably the biggest actor this guy has ever written for. I don't know. What about the guy from? Uh, I don't know. What about Lucy Lawless? Yeah, well, yeah. I guess at this yeah, no. point, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's clearly Mark Hamill. Although I'm I'm not ruling out Mark Hamill being on one of these shows. Yeah, he, he contributed to so many shows. He probably wrote somebody bigger than Mark Hamill at some point as a guest star. I guess Carl Urban. He was on. Uh, he was on a, a surprising amount of Xena. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, true. Oh, that's the thing. Like seeing Carl. So wait, Carl Urban was back there. I found. I really. It was like a couple of weeks ago. I realized, wait, he was Carl Urban was there. It's like, oh yeah, Carl Urban was there. He just he's different in every decade. It's weird. He is. Anyway, uh, Woodrow is very excited about this whole situation of being trapped underground forever. Yes. Well, he, he's prepared. It's probably happened before. And uh, the chief is not so thrilled with the situation and also not so thrilled with how excited he is. And meanwhile, Chase just really wants them to pay attention to him because there's lava. <laughs> yes, he, found, like, he dug too deep and found lava. Well, that's, that's the thing. thing. They dig straight down. That's the thing. They're not too deep. It's once again Griffin Rock's famous artificial volcano, Mount Magma. I forgot, yeah, I forgot they what built it was called. <laughs> I mean, I, I of course, forgot. in this... But, episode yeah. reminded me, but oh. until this point, I had absolutely forgotten that they <laughs> built a volcano. I forgot the part where it was still active. Yes. <laughs> why Why did we do this? Why did we keep it? Why didn't we turn it off if it's a fake volcano? How do we, how do we turn off magma? <laughs> why didn't we build an off switch? Well, as it turns out, it does have a bunch of buttons inside it. So oh, yeah. put a pin in that. Yes. Uh-huh. So yeah, so they have they, to have some uh, some mortal peril to start the episode, and here oh, it's yes. lava, which is definitely and, high on the mortal peril scale. Yes, oh, and and Chase has to do some sick driving at one point, driving over a chasm, turning into his robot mode, selling a toy with a grappling hook, <laughs> swinging across, and transforming back into vehicle mode, all with passengers inside. Yes, <laughs> yes. I I do. Always have to make a note. There's the the toy cell. Yep. Uh, but yes, in the course of that, there's a very cute little discussion about uh, the cat's pajamas. Yes, because uh, Chase oh, was yeah. unaware that Mr. Pettipaws required sleeping attire. Yes, <laughs> because Woodrow described something as the cat's pajamas, and Chase was, of course, confused. Look, Mr. Pettipaw likes to be cozy. He's got a little <laughs> nightcap, a little... Dressing gown like a little Victorian gentleman. Guys like a like a little cat, Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes, mm. yes. Anyway, so we now cut to Heatwave and Prime, who are in this gigantic chasm, and uh, you know they're, they're sort of talking, and Prime is all, you know, Heatwave, you're doing very well here. How would you feel if I invited uh, you to join our team? In uh, the more adult show with uh, violence and bad guys. <laughs> and he's oh, yeah, yeah, no, that would be great for my team. No, no, just you. You're leaving those losers behind. 
and you know he refuses because you know I'm I'm, I'm part of the team. I you know can't let him down. Prime is all good. That was the test. <laughs> you can't just Definitely. do a test. It was a trick question. That's right. This that was a trick question. He doesn't say no. it like that, but he should. No, it's, I had hoped that was the answer you would give because we are kind of in full Cullen speech mode here. Yeah. Yes. Well, he's not going into speech mode, but he's, he's very near that. Yes. Th- thankfully, he lets other people talk in this episode. And actually, he kind of does have a pretty decent gag coming up here because we they they climb up. They actually hit a button that opens up the hatch on this volcano. Yes. Yes. Which, you know, I guess in case you want to convert it into, uh, you know, a you only live twice style volcano base. I mean, yeah, it, it you just, need to have that It option. just reminds us, like, why? Why is this here in the first place? Well, that's Heat Wave's qu- Well, that's Optimus Prime's question. <laughs> yes. Uh, why Why evil layer? Where he, he's, uh, you know, uh, you know, the humans made it. Don't ask me why. I believe it was the same logic that led to the pogo stick. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that part. <laughs> which brings the question, which human brought a pogo stick to uh, to the base, and why was it Miko? <laughs> yes. I was going to say yeah. it was Miko. Definitely Miko. She probably wanted to see if someone would put rockets on it for her, and uh, was, was sadly disappointed because no one was going to put rockets on her pogo stick. So now we cut to our third group. You know, it is at the point now where Cade is uh, beginning to despair as to them ever getting out. And, uh, you know, Blade's obviously, you know, not freaking out as much as he is because they're in a very pretty cave full of uh, magical glowing rocks, which he's very excited about until Danny points out that it's actually just fungus. <laughs> well, after he starts touching the rocks. Oh, yeah. It he's is like very pretty. fungus now. Yeah. It is very pretty, but it is also fungus. It's definitely fungus. And, you know, Boulder is keeping a very level head throughout this whole thing, because Boulder is just a good guy. He is. He is... Everything is interesting, and he's not going to freak out about it, because it's all just a very interesting experience. Yes, this is just another problem to solve for him. It's fun. Yes. So finally, his, uh, his Boulder sonar does detect a tunnel here. And luckily, Graham brought explosives. Of course he did. Well, he is an engineer. He's an engineer. Never leave home without him. Well, that's the thing. With engineers, if you give them enough time, they will make explosives out of something. Give them a (laughs) coffee machine, they will make an explosive. He was definitely like half an hour away from making explosives out of this fungus. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) He can find something to react to it properly. So they they blast a hole into this larger chamber, and they find out that it is indeed a veritable lost world. When they do make the explosion, though, he plants an explosive in in, uh, Boulder's, like, shovel, Mm -hmm. pushes that against the wall, it explodes, and and Boulder's like, that tickles. Yes. (laughs) Isn't that his feet? Yes. Yes, that's why it tickles. He's he's got ticklish ticklish feet. (laughs) But you need an explosive. Yes. Anyway, we go into this lost world, and, and there's salt water, trees, a mayhar. A what now? A, a, a pterodactyl intelligence thing. Well, have, have you Edgar Rice Burroughs, Pellucidar, the underworld stuff? Oh, that yes, that's right. Yes, yes. The, the pterodactyl monster psychic things were called the mayhar. Uh, well, I think they were albino. I can't remember. Uh, I only ever read one of the books, and it was years ago. <laughs> They're very cute. Also, oh. this whole thing, this whole area is very pretty. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying pterodactyls in general are cute, but this one is... No, this, this one's very toyetic. Yes. It's, it's, it's round. Not, like, super round, but definitely and, rounder uh, than they are in real life. It's making a bunch of really weird noises. Yeah, It I does get, make uh, some odd noises. Somebody is just making these weird noises. I wonder who they got to do it. I kind of hope they asked Mark Hamill to make noises, <laughs> but it, it's it's just weird. Not quite Frank Welker making animal noises. No, this is because it's not Frank Welker. It's somebody else. Just this is some Welkerian. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's Steve Bloom again. Probably, it could be. but yeah. 
I I like to think though that they offer their their guest stars that sort of thing just for fun. So like you well, want to do the monkey this time? Or of course, uh, don't forget Peter Cullen is a guest star too, and does have uh, weird monster experience. Ooh, that's true. But it doesn't sound like the Predator <laughs> or King Kong, so I don't think so. Well, I haven't seen King Kong lives. I can't. Uh, I can't attest to that. I haven't seen it in a while. Oh, that, that's a rewatch. That's one of those movies I should own but don't. Aww. I'm sure there's a lavish Blu-ray of it. Probably, like so many. I realized recently I don't own the, any Predators, any Terminators, any Aliens, any of the big 80s series I like. At least the oh. early ones. I just don't own them because they were on TV all the time, but I don't watch there TV anymore. And I did specifically a few years ago uh, because of things moving from stream- streaming services and, and et cetera. I finally got around to getting the uh, Aliens Blu-ray set. Uh, oh, yeah, I and been I, looking I, for a good... There's like five or six different versions that I don't know which one. I will oh. note again that quadrilogy is not a real word. No, but that might be the one I want to get. It's Tetralogy. The first two are really good. The third one's okay. The fourth one has... uh, uh, Oh, what's her name? Winona Ryder and and Ron Perlman. (laughs) Oh, uh, Alien Resurrection? Yeah. Yes. It's extremely Joss Whedon-y, but additionally, it it does have Winona Ryder as a robot, which is very confusing when you're trying very hard (laughs) to be straight. Also, Uh, you like... Robots. Also an extremely sick uh, basketball shot from Sigourney Weaver. Yes. <laughs> Which apparently she made herself. Yes, and Ron Perlman almost ruined the shot by freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ron. Uh, so, yes, we are, we are in the lost world here. And uh, so they... Uh, Blades and Danny go out to scout, even though he is somewhat apprehensive about the fact that there is a terror doctor. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was on the last show we did. <laughs> it went well, there are various terror doctors in, in Transformers. Although, man, a, a pterodactyl that's a doctor. Why isn't that hot not happened? Probably yeah, because Sauron's we've only had... kind of a doctor. Huh? Sauron's kind of a doctor? Well, yeah, yeah. but I mean in Transformers. Oh. That's why he doesn't want to cure cancer. He wants to turn people into dinosaurs. Precisely. Yeah, he's great crazy science. Oh, just... We need a new pterosaur toy. Repaint him green and have him be Sauron. Oh, wait, no. Uh, but what's his name? Uh, Fractal. Isn't he like a metallurgist or something? Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, but isn't he only in a club story or something? I don't remember. Well, well he, he was in a, a convention like story. Early BotCon exclusive. Yeah, that was BotCon but- 97. Okay, but if we get a new pterosaur out of Hasbro, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a fractal. Oh, yeah. they'd better. Although I would also like a laser me. beak. Well, laser beak is just sort of just sort of swapped reverse pterosaur. I mean, which, isn't he colors? Well, yeah, the purple's good, but I don't know. Uh, but is he... a, I just want a pterosaur to begin with. Well, yes. Well, I keep being tempted now that there are more Jurassic Park toys and there's a pterosaur. It's like, <laughs> oh, I want to get it and paint it red. I have the, that uh, that chaos effect, and I hope I kept that. Oh, those! Uh, the chaos oh, effect, uh, the flying one that I forget what crazy stuff it was mixed with, but it was bright green. And I used to have it perched. Maybe? I used to have it perched on a shelf in my bathroom. <laughs> just, just like you look up, and oh, there's a big, scary, bright colored dinosaur. Uh, anyway, uh, as um. So Blades yeah, they take off, and then they are eaten by a gigantic prehistoric fish. I think it's a Dunkleosteus. It looks vaguely like a Dunkleosteus. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> one has to assume that after this amount of time, there has to be some sort of generational changes that have occurred, and yeah, well, the also I. Rounder and- I really like question the ability of this area to maintain a, a viable ecosystem with megafauna of the size for this long. Something, yeah, something science. Much. 
Also, how has Dot Green not found these and cloned them and tried to make them like pets? And <laughs> definitely oh. don't tell Dot Green this is down here. Okay, maybe it's not a Dunkleostes because that was like 380 million years ago and, and the pterosaur is presumably from later. I don't think they did that kind of research for this well, episode. No. How big was a donkey? Oh, this would have been bigger than donkey. Oh, donkey is such a weird giant fish. Just the big chompers. I love it. Maybe that's the general change. It got bigger. Yeah. Ooh, there you go. Somehow. But smaller in a cave. Yeah. Cave usually get smaller and albino. Oh, that's weird. Why isn't the pterosaur an albino? Ooh. Oh. Although there's a lot of light in there from... It's not the fungus nice. purple, so cartoon, whatever. Well, I'm overthinking yeah. again. Probably, so, so Blade, I would. There, there's a lot of greenery. I, maybe there's like a opening in the roof of the cavern that no one has found hmm. or fallen into, <laughs> except probably a lot of deer. Now I'm having Skyrim <laughs> flashbacks. Carry on. So Blades does escape the grip of this giant fish by transforming, but at the cost of having his rotor bent. So now he can't fly particularly high. He can still fly a little bit, just not, like, yes. enough to help them escape. Mm-hmm. Convenient. We gotta do that in half the episodes. That happens very often. Yes. So so we cut now to the uh, uh, the group uh, with uh, the Chief and Chase. And Woodrow is very curious about uh, all aspects of uh, Cybertronian life. So, you know, yes. so you don't sleep... Uh, you know, do you eat? Well, no. Okay, so that answers my next question, which is definitely <laughs> going to be, do you poop? Yes. Yes. Mark Hamill holds in a poop joke. Yes. <laughs> That's this episode. <laughs> I mean, he says, like, they don't eat the way that humans do. So he does yeah, acknowledge no. that they consume something, but it's not really mm. eating. It's not the way you're thinking of it, Woodrow. Mr. Trying to lead up to a poop <laughs> joke. Yes. And so, so he starts arguing, you know, the, the chief and his brother start arguing again, and Cody really has to tell them, listen, guys, can you do this when we're not, you know, doomed in the center of the earth? <laughs> but suddenly, there's a rumble, and it is a rhythmic tapping of Morse code. <gasps> Which is almost so the, causing a cave-in in the little cave they're in. Yes. So they, yeah. they head towards Boulder's location. Yes. And he's waving Optimus. They're elsewhere, and they found a giant cave of Energon. Which is uh, giving me some Beast Wars flashbacks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Maybe that, uh, the, the, oh no, the episode of G1 where there's like a, 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 a little canyon, and they've got to send that little cassette drone down there, and then I'm that's, like, uh, that's a prime problem. It is a prime problem. I know problem. what episode that is. That's one of the stupidest episodes. <laughs> it is Optimus Prime. <laughs> Just to explain to you that he made a duplicate of Optimus Prime, but you weren't paying attention, Soundwave. You were not paying attention. <laughs> <sighs> Man, that episode is dumb. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, so, so soon they're there. Uh, so the uh, the chief chase team reach gets there first, but as soon as they get there, it, they're in a veritable dactyl nightmare. Oh no! <laughs> so, so you know, chase. You know, he's he's got like a. A stalactite that he's using like a bat, and it's not working. Oh, sorry, and- I think it, sorry, I think it's a stalagmite. Oh, whatever. Yes, he, he does. He does say extinction is no excuse for ignoring the law. Yes, that's a really good line. <laughs> that's a really good chase line. Yes, I love that. Uh, but luckily, uh, apparently. Uh, Blades has seen the script for Jurassic World. <laughs> yes. So he, he he transforms, flies low over the water, ch- lures the uh, the pterodactyl into following him. At which point, it is chomped by the big fish. 
Yes. No, and it's taken under the water, and it's not graphic, but I'm like, no, that poor pterodactyl, it was too cute to get eaten. Yeah, I, guess I choose that- to believe that it, it, it fought its way free and flew off in the background when we couldn't see Which, it. Well, oh, no, it that happens. The end. Yeah, oh, we okay, see it good. Up- be- because I, originally I was thinking, whoa, that's pretty harsh for rescue bots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, it, get, it yes, gets that would, away. There would be an incident. Must have been. There would be blades putting a hit out on a pterosaur. Must have been but writing no. down some notes at that point. So I'm very glad that the pterodactyl made it out okay because it's adorable. But yeah, no, that is totally how that uh, that one girl gets it in Jurassic World. Oh, that, Man. That was such a weird death because it was such a cool death, but it was like this innocent character who hadn't done shit. Like, I mean, it's up her? there. Well, it's just like uh, Richard Schiff in uh, Lost World Jurassic Park. You know, he's trying uh, to save everybody, that. and then he gets wishboned by a couple of uh, tyrannosaurs. It was needlessly mean. Yes. Is what it is. It just it didn't need to be that mean. Hmm. Anyway, so, uh, so that threat is neutralized, and then Optimus and Heatwave get there as well. Oh, and I, I forgot the blades. You know, he said he says that he was inspired by uh, by Woodrow and the Chief uh, arguing with each other because it it uh, makes them oblivious to, to everything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, also, Kate is very happy to see Heatwave, but he's totally going to play it off. Yes, because Heatwave and Optimus are also there, and they've also retrieved Prime's trailer because we are not done selling it yet. That did remind me, I forgot to mention way back in uh, the Gremlins episode that uh, when when Cade was going into Doc Green's extremely poorly thought through nightmare machine, <laughs> Heatwave was like being super protective. Yes. <laughs> like, aww. So, uh, so yeah, Heatwave shows up. Cade's like, Heatwave, you're okay. I mean, hey. And then they fist bump. <laughs> It's like, yes. aww. Oh, they got thankfully, a bromance I've, going on. Yes, thankfully, I've retrieved my action figure storage truck. <laughs> it's very important. But they're all and together, they, but they're trapped. Yes, and so, hey, uh, we we found a way out. I hope you guys like volcanoes. <laughs> <laughs> and How so did they I get forget there. that they just had had built a man-made volcano for no good reason. It was well, two seasons ago of us watching stuff, but yes. <laughs> yeah, so they get there, and because Blades can't really fly so well, it is going to be a several day climb to the top, uh, during which they will have nothing to subsist on but uh, grubs and puddle water. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Yeah. Woodrow Which, is I, prepared to eat the cave grubs, but they do get yes. stuck in your teeth. <laughs> it speaks for experience. It, it wasn't until basically the episode was over that I realized, wait, why don't they just try and call Doc Green now through the volcano hole? I and mean, it's not like they're maybe buried they don't underground have a, anymore? Maybe they don't have a cell phone down there. Well, they, they like have the, uh, the hoverboard communicator thing. Yeah, they have the hoverboard. It's a communicator device. Oh, maybe it can't get up that high. Maybe it needs like a more... It, it's got to propel itself off the ground and it can only go so high. Well, the chase has got a grappling hook winch. One of them could somehow... It, it, it seems weird after all what all they do through the rest of the episode. It's like they couldn't have found a way to send up something. A smoke no, signal. No, we have to blow things up. I know, it's awesome. But but it it, it, it it is weird and complicated. Also, they're going to use the Energon to do this. Why isn't there any, any Energon loaded into the car carrier when they're doing this? They probably didn't have a chance yet. They figured they'd come yeah. back for it. Did, uh, mm, but, but unfortunately, did, they will not be able to come back for it because <laughs> the, uh, the plan is, much like Woodrow's boyhood bottle rockets, they're going to make themselves a platform and then blow up all of that energon, shooting them up out of the volcano. 
It's a lot of energon. I kind of feel like this should destroy the island, but I guess it yes. is pretty At far underground. Please destroy the volcano. I, I kind of didn't expect the the end of the the second JoJo series battle tendencies to happen in this episode, where they rocket a bit of volcano into the air. Although this time they're not trying to kill an unstoppable vampire demigod guy named Cars. <laughs> I was waiting for the name. No one's ever expecting anything to be JoJo. Uh, It's such a really good fight, though, because they just, it's dumb luck they get shot on a chunk of rock on a volcano, and Cars ends up floating in orbit. A a guy who at this point had gained immortality and can shapeshift into various animals, like with like bat wings and shit. So he, he won't die, but he's stuck in space. So he wish he will. All because of dumb luck of the main Jojo in that series, who's powered by dumb luck. And the fact that he can read what people say ahead of time because he's American and, and, and the manga's left to right, and he's reading right to left. Uh-huh. No, no, the other way around. At least that's presumably the gag why he's always, like, guessing what somebody's going to say next is because he's English. Maybe it's because he's American, so he's reading the subtitles, but he reads fast enough that he's absolutely finished (laughs) reading it by the time they finish saying it. Something like that. Or or is he actually English? I mean, his dad was English. No, wait. His grandfather was English. His dad was born on a boat. Whenever I have an idea and I'm like, no, that idea is ridiculous, I go look at some JoJo stuff. Yeah, look look (laughs) at anime. It's it's great, crazy shit. Oh, I can't wait for the next season. It's finally happening. The one where the JoJo is a woman. Ooh, Jolene. It is actually Jolene, isn't it? Yeah, it's Jolene. Shouldn't it be Jolene, Jolene? Probably. That's why... Music references! That's JoJo (laughs) series. So, yes... Anyway, back to this episode. Yeah, Cars uh, is not just a, a badly... I assume Cars is not just a badly, like, Japan, like, breast force. Like, they're using English words without well, knowing what they mean. I assume it's... His, his name is usually written... It's K-Cars. Oh. So there's only slight differences. In uh, oh, I forget. I think they kept his name in the subtitles, because there are lots of weird changes for the official English subtitles. You'll keep hearing all their names in Japanese, but they're, they're, they're not. Because I figured it was the name of the song, like the Gary Newman song. No, it, it's a reference to the band, because the other guys in his group are named Whamu, ACDC, Santana... That's a person's name. Well, it, it, it's a, a musician, yeah. It's a band. It, it, Santana's like the odd man out. Anyway, they're going to blow up a volcano. Yes. Yes, and Which somehow is... this works. And they do. They are not all immediately murdered. They are not all immediately also, blown to pieces. I assume that this level of explosion is just a Thursday occurrence in Griffin Rock. Like, yeah. Oh, hey, there's a weird explosion happening over there. Well, Is anyone in danger? No, ever, that's fine. Well, let's ignore it. If you've ever lived near an army base that tests ordnance, it's normal. Ooh. Oh, there's an explosion. Okay. I have was lived it near Thursday? a quarry. So. Well, yeah, that, that's probably similar. But no, I grew up with that as a kid. Which is why, now that I live in the middle of nowhere and I hear gunshots, it's like, oh, a smaller explosion. I don't like it, (laughs) but I'm used to it. But you're not going to freak out. No, not really. The first one, oh, one of my neighbors, like every, like, it seems like every month lately, he tests a gun and he's like, fires off ten shots, reloads, fires ten more. It's like, the fuck, dude? Settle down. what, What? Yes. Go find a deer. Oh, jeez. <laughs> He's got to be ready. So, yeah, this uh, this all get... Uh, they all emerge from the volcano's uh, caldera. They skid down to the bottom, and they are just barely not crushed by uh, Optimus Prime's action figure storage truck. <laughs> Good thing they brought that along. You wouldn't want to yes. lose that. You know what happens yeah, they, when you uh, lose a toy? It's just tears. <laughs> They get, they get congrats from Optimus Prime, who heads back to join his uh, his other show. And yes. apparently in the subsequent episode of Prime, 
Prime talked about how he was unavailable because he was uh, investigating an underground energon deposit. Really? Yes. Well, supposedly, but yes, but the problem is Prime aired in 2012 and this show aired in 2014, so it was retroactively making it fit in something Prime had mentioned previously. Yes. Ah, uh, okay. But it, it is neat that they tried to make it in continuity. Yes. So we cut back to the firehouse now, and Woodrow is trying to uh, is trying to leave undetected because he's you know he's not a, he's not a big guy for goodbyes. Yes, sneak you know, out you, the you, back. You know you've got your your life here, you know Charlie. But uh, you know I'm 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 a loner, Dottie, a rebel. <laughs> Chief is that. having tea. I, I yes. notice he's he's specifically he's got the tea bag. Little mm. tab hanging out. Like Chief is having tea. He's a tea man. Yes. So yeah, he uh, he takes off even without saying goodbye to the kids. So Cody, you know, wakes up and he's you know wondering where he's gone. And he's you know he oh. you know saying goodbye is just not his way. We'll uh, just have to keep him in our hearts till he guest stars again. <laughs> Till we can get him in another episode. That's right. And he does come back several times. Good. All right. So we'll be seeing more of Mark Hamill. Yay. Yay. So, yeah, you know, this this is a fun enough episode. There's not a lot to it, but I enjoy weird prehistoric stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hollow Earth stories, ridiculous as they might be, are always fun. Yeah, let's uh, let's not tell Doc that any of this was down here, uh, or he will try to go and oh make some pet dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, I, actually, that'd be kind of cool if they take the Mecha T Rex down here in a future episode. Oh no! Of course, now with the with the now that we know what the deal with the screenwriter of this episode is, I imagine that off screen. Woodrow is basically living like a syndicated action life. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like he's going, you know, he's going from place to place and he's, you know, solving crimes and helping people with his explorer skills. Yes. yes. And his talking car and his distressingly underclad uh, sidekick friend lady. I mean, honestly, this is a show that you might have got Mark Hamill to do like in the late 80s. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and it could give him a car that has cow horns on it and is voiced by a wrestler. <laughs> Let's go all the way. All the way. I mean, I, I feel with the Explorer, he'd have like one of those like sort of adventure Jeeps. Yeah. Ooh. Something off-road. Like one of those Land Rovers that are really yes. square. I exactly. love those. I want one of those. I yeah, just, as a, as a brief aside on this subject, so I've spoken previously about getting a Subaru Crosstrek. Uh, occasionally I will <laughs> see other ones that are the same color as mine on the road, and I will arch my back and hiss like a territorial cat. Uh, <laughs> because I am not accustomed to having vehicles that other people actually want to have. And I saw one yesterday that actually let me out into traffic that was, uh, it was extra lifted off the ground, so it had like been modified, mm-hmm. so it had even more ground clearance, and it had this really fancy roof rack on it. And the <laughs> guy had like two huskies in there, and I felt like such a poser. <laughs> I'm just pulling out in front of him so I can then go make a left turn into McDonald's. <laughs> like, <laughs> <sighs> That guy's car would be the kind of car that Woodrow would have, except it would actually be a Land Rover. He would have one of those boxy Land Rovers, Land Rovers with the uh, the ladder on the back of it. Oh, I yes. love those. And it would have oh, some sort of, of cool extra feature, like there would be a motorcycle that comes out of the back or something. Yes. Yes. Absolutely all of that. All right. So I believe that, that cross track was the same color as mine, but it was like... Heavily modified to be super adventurous, and it made me so sad. Anyway, yes. 
So yeah, I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Oh, yes. Th- uh, this week on my manga review of Himitsu Sentai Go Ranger by Shotaro Ishinomori. Oh, wait, no. Th- this is just a manga I picked up yesterday at the bookstore. Because I saw it, it's like, oh my god, I need that. It's nice that uh, that, manga is re- that manga is returning to bookstores after Tokyo yes. Pop's destruction oh. several many years back. There was a period when there was. They tried to come much. back recently. Do not bring that up. They tried to come back and do shit, and everybody's like, no. I don't know I if they've done shit, but anybody who ever worked with them is like, fuck no, we have to warn people again before it happens again. I saw somebody <laughs> posting about some manga, and, and I clicked on it, and the cover had the big Tokyo Pop thing on it, and I was like, nope. wait a minute. No. The only way you're going to get me to buy Tokyo Pop is to buy old used things, and there are actually a couple series I did have that I would like to get the last few volumes of. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't buying well, anything new from that shit, because, oh, they, they, didn't, they didn't pay people. I was they very really happy to find out that the uh, the World of Warcraft uh, stuff that Tokyo Pop did, the rights reverted oh, back to Blizzard, yeah. and they have brought yeah, that, that back into print. Probably some of the, I think I want to, like, Volume 4 or something, because that had Goblin stories or something. Anyway, th- no, this is by Seven Seas, and they put out my, good uh, shit. It probably means my copy, my original printing of the Death Knight manga... Uh, is not worth as much as it previously was. <laughs> yeah, for a no. minute there. No, ho- hopefully we'll get more weird manga like this because oh, oh there, there's there's I think every Sentai series gets a manga, but it's like a little cheap tie-in just for kids only and something. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, don't did they do a lot of the uh, what are they called with the pictures? Oh, picture! But oh yeah, they do do those sometimes. I don't know. That might have just been old for an old series. I don't know if they still Maybe. do that. Okay. They, they do a lot of art books and things and like stuff for the series. Oh, although the, we are getting one. I think, pretty sure we're getting... Uh, there's a sequel manga series to Kamen Rider Double, I think is coming out over here. There was, some, there, there was something involved with that that, that was going to be cool. Anyway, um, Gosei Sentai Die Ranger this week. Uh, the Magnet Gauss! Which Gauss effect for magnets? Yeah, it's simple. Um, Monster <laughs> of the Week is Magnet Priest. He's just, how do they work? Yeah, how, <laughs> how do they work? He's um his human form is like this creepy looking priest with glasses and a little bowler hat, carrying around a Bible in one hand and a staff on the other that has an N and an S on it, and he smacks people with one end, like smacks two people, a, a happy couple with two ends, and then they're repelled away from each other, and hilarity ensues. And, and later there there's a lady with an N on her butt and and an S on a car, and the car is chasing her, and all kinds of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's a blue-focused episode because he's out jogging in the morning, trying to hit on this girl, and and that kind of doesn't work so well. But he invites her to go to the boxing gym. Oh no, she wants to learn boxing from him because he's a boxer or something. Whatever. <laughs> there, there's the monster breaking them apart. Monster separating parents and children. They're flying up. Oh, it's, it's lots of shots of people doing backflips off of trampolines out of camera. <laughs> Those are the best. Yeah. And plot, playing them in reverse and stuff. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's good, basic, fun. The, the stunt guys are having fun this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a car chase. Oh, the, the car chase, the Blue Ranger interrupts that, and he gets it to come after him because he has an in on him. And then leads it into, hey, that's that, one of those familiar warehouses. There's a where. I don't remember it showing up in old... Sentai before. I've seen it in a lot of recent ones, although maybe it's not the same warehouse. But it looks like it. Like a big, empty, inside of a warehouse that's covered in rust. It, just looking at that place every time makes me feel like I need to get a tetanus shot. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just this unsettling dump of a warehouse. And he leaves the car in there and hits a pole and explodes, because it's the shitty warehouse. We could do that in there. <laughs> And then there's a fight that's probably right outside that warehouse in in the Toei's back lot behind the sound stages, which is another but place not the I've quarry. seen a bunch of things. No, not the quarry. There's no quarry this episode. It's it's the other local things. It's like presumably this is an episode they have to film without driving like more than two miles. Oh, like we, so we their transportation budget was low. For this, well, they're probably saving up to go to the quarry and someplace else in another future episode. Okay. 
It's like, no, no, we, we need to go to this one spot and the quarry. We can't afford it this episode. We'll film around the, the lot. Anyway, to, to beat the monster, the, the rangers turn themselves into a rail gun, kind of. Like, the blue gets behind everybody else and jumps and, and goes in between their arms and flies at the magnet monster, destroys him, and he makes himself big, and then they come out with the robot. The robot fight does last slightly longer than they have recently. Because mm-hmm. the magnet priest throws a giant magnet at, at the Megazord before the, the Megazord just rips it in half and is like, no, we got cheap power. That's stronger than the magnets. Shit. And then they pull out their sword and cut it in half. So there was a slight delay before the one sword strike this episode. <laughs> oh. uh, that's the episode. It, it, it's a very basic. There's no weird peacock stuff and I didn't have to quickly summarize the episode in in one minute because I lost audio two episodes ago that was weird oh is it still recording right now yes (laughs) welcome to the land of forever triple checking everything because one time you messed up well, no, usually I do. I don't know how I fucked it up that time. Although Magic. that was also the episode where I had to smash a centipede mid-episode. Mm-hmm. So at some point after... But I was still talking to you, so I don't know how the audio stopped. I'm confused I about always that. blame cats. Unless I accidentally <laughs> deleted it before saving it, but again, that's... How would that happen? Oh. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of that. I had to start a new disc. That's always an adventure. Because I sit down first, and it's like, oh, fuck, I was on the last episode last time. And then you have to find the remote, and... Yeah. Well, the remote's next to me when I start recording an episode. Figure out where the box went. I sit comfy in a beanbag on the floor in front of my couch, in front of the TV, watching episodes like Tick News. It's an extra adventure for me because my Blu-ray player's door is kind of janky, so I have to, like, actually tell it to open and then like put a screwdriver in there and help oh, it along. No. <laughs> I think there might actually be an eject button on my remote, but I don't use it. I just use the machine one. Yeah. Anywho. My cat is complaining. Aww. Oh, and my other cat is answering him. <laughs> so that does it for this episode. We'll be back next week with something new and exciting. Yes. Or it might have been the week before new and ex- oh no it, it does make sense to do it after a two parter okay yes. okay something yes. new and exciting will occur it's going to That's be right. exciting and also new but not completely new but familiar kinda yes, yes so uh, but until then you can find us all over there we are on Twitter we're on Facebook and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and uh, other expenses, uh, like the domain renewal coming up. Ooh. Uh, oh. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, for the month of June, uh, much like we did with some of the previous Marvel shows, we are watching something that is sort of just a little adjacent to it. Uh, we are watching the Thor Tales of Asgard uh, animated movie from a few years back. Uh, it is both really good and occasionally really terrible, uh, and it was yeah, a yeah. lot of fun to get to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, very X-Men evolution vibe to Ooh. it. So, very yes. cute, very adorable. Just babies. They're just babies. Little baby Thor and Loki. Anyway. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so for just as little as a dollar a month, you can listen to that and all of our previous Patreon specials. That's right. So until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Living in the land of the Arya has come over to see what Benjen is complaining about because she's got to take care of him. Aw, kitties. Hey, Arya, you're sitting awful close to me. You gonna sit near me? What if I put my hand out? You gonna stick my finger? No? Okay.